Coming up on tonight's episode of Faith versus Culture, global persecution, where we're seeing it and where it's going. Coming up next. To have a sex before you marry is a bad idea. Don't tell me there's no such thing as gun violence. That just depends on your definition of when life begins. There are problems of sin and habit that cannot be solved outside the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to this episode of Faith versus Culture right here on the CBN News Channel. My name is Dan Andros, joined today by Billy Hallowell and Trey Goins Phillips. Gentlemen, how's it going? Hey, hey. Well, glad to have you here. Obviously a sobering topic, and it's one that we've we've covered a lot. All of us have covered varying degrees of Christian persecution, and uh, we know and we've talked about the difference that we see across, you know, you got real persecution as far as physical uh, across the globe, where your life may be in danger just for being a Christian. And we're seeing it here in America start to creep in as well, though. We've covered several stories of Christians being arrested recently for simply sharing their faith and simply mentioning the Bible or reading a Bible verse. It's shocking that that's starting to happen. It's something we used to think would only happen in some other crazy part of the world. It's starting to happen here. But what we want to do on this episode, guys, is just take a look at um, where Christians are getting persecuted around the globe, different examples, different levels. And of course, so we can all be praying for that, but you need to be aware of what's happening uh, to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. Yeah, and I think, too, when we talk about this, understanding that this is also, there's sort of two dynamics here. There's a First Amendment dynamic, right, and a political and culture and social dynamic that impacts everybody, atheists, Christians, everyone. When we talk about Christian persecution in this context, you know, what happens with the law and how it's applied, that can trickle down to everybody. And then you have the religious persecution, religious freedom aspect of it. And those are two very, very important parallel issues that you have to address. So this really is an issue for everyone. Yeah, I, th I think that's that's something that's so important to remember is that free speech is something like in the West and certainly obviously in America where we have the First Amendment. Uh, that's something that we should all value and treasure as a society. And I think what people don't recognize is that uh, rights are chipped away little bits at a time, right? It's not that your rights are taken away completely at one at one time. Uh, this is this kind of persecution and or the the where you create an atmosphere for persecution to be possible uh, is an erosion that's slow. It takes it takes time. So it's something I think we all have to be aware of, and it's something we certainly have to discuss. Most importantly, as Christians who are seeing our brothers and sisters facing violence, but also because we need to protect the rights and the freedoms that we've enjoyed here in the United States. Yeah, and I think to your point about erosion of time, Trey, uh, the softening of the ground has to happen first before you can get to the extreme levels of persecution that we see in other places of the globe. And I, I think we're seeing that now when you just talk about the rhetoric, this positioning, this narrative that Christianity is hate, that it's bigoted, basic Christian views. And there's this tension now where if you do not succumb to the popular cultural views on gender and sex and identity, well, then you're a bigot. 
And so that softens the ground. If that view wins the day and governments and social media platforms all make their policies of hate speech based on that rhetoric, well, now all of a sudden Christianity becomes a bigoted view. And so now you're a bigot, you're uh, involved in hate speech and those things of that nature just for holding standard biblical and Christian beliefs. So it's something we need to pay attention to. We're not just trying to shock you with this. It's very important because it's going to dramatically affect your day-to-day -day life as a, as a, as a, and your ability to practice your faith as a Christian, as we're seeing with so many court cases that we have to keep reporting on where Christians are dragged into court just to defend their right to exercise their faith. So we want to look at a couple of these cases uh, Billy, where do you want to start when we when we look at some specific examples of this happening? Yeah, no, I think I think this is really important to keep in context of five years ago, if you had said that some of the cases we're about to talk about um, were going to happen, I think we all would have said, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, or that's a little crazy. I don't think you know, Christianity is going to be criminalized in any way, right? I would have said that even a few years ago while thinking, yeah, we're heading in that direction, but just watching the law turn against people. So the first place I would look is actually Finland. And so when you look at the West and you look at some of these other countries, what's happening in Europe right now is really alarming. You have a politician, Pavi Razanin. She's a member of parliament. She's a former minister of the interior. So this is not some random person, not that it wouldn't matter, um, in Finland. This is a, a politician who is in office right now, who has been well-respected, and she is up on charges. She, this is the second time she is up on charges. We have talked about her in the past. She was cleared of charges. What they're accusing her of doing is sharing a Bible verse on social media, going on a radio show and talking about traditional marriage, and also writing a pamphlet in 2004 about traditional marriage and sexuality. These three things landed her in criminal court. She was cleared of all charges, and the prosecutor appealed, and she is heading back to court in just a few weeks and could face like two years in prison over this if she's convicted. So that is an example right there. You know, we have free speech here. They're supposed to have free speech and religious freedom there in Finland. Clearly something is wrong when your constitution says something and the law is being applied totally differently. You know, I think we kind of, uh, we were talking about that slow erosion, kind of a slow burn of, of our rights happening around the world and certainly in the West. And I think something happened uh, in 2020 with COVID uh, where I think people were emboldened uh, to, to kind of go after these individual rights because I think uh, governments, uh, some with nefarious intentions, some maybe it started out with good intentions, realized we can wield a lot of authority if we can just convince people that they're scared or we can gaslight people into thinking we're not actually taking anything uh, away from you. I think 2020 showed that we were willing to give up certain things if it meant we were going to be, there was some sort of guarantee of safety, which is impossible uh, to begin with. But I think government saw, well, we can do this with the health sphere. We can do this in, with health-related issues. Maybe we can do this with speech-related issues or religious-related issues, and certainly political issues. We've seen that with sexuality. Uh, and now I think we're seeing that certainly in the faith sphere as well. Yeah. That's a good point. And I mean, it makes me think, you know, it really underscores the importance of the Constitution, because you see what happens in places like Finland with the case that Billy that you just brought up with somebody that, you know, is having these charges brought before them and facing serious crimes for them. And again, we wouldn't fathom it here in America. But to your point, Trey, 
when we're willing to trade uh, freedoms for this false sense of security or safety from hateful speech or things that you you don't like, uh, it's it's really paving the way for some disturbing, uh, you know, potentially criminal cases and criminalizing Christianity. And um, you know, I think we see that Billy in this case here. You know, this is a this is a faithful sister in Christ, and you know, to think that you would face years in prison for, I mean, what was the biggest crime that she did? She posted something about uh, the standard biblical definition of sex. Well, yeah, she was criticizing, she, she was criticizing, asking the question why her church, her denomination was supporting a pride event. And she was saying, why are you supporting a pride event when the Bible says all these things about, you know, pride and truth. And she shared a Bible verse from Romans. And when you read, because all this is public, you can see what she posted. This was not Westboro Baptist Church language. This was not some crazy, this was traditional Christian values and stances that people have had for two millennia. This is nothing new. And so I just wanted to throw something else in here, though, too, because I think all of this, how do you land in a place where somebody like this politician is on trial? All of the debates that we have about content in Hollywood and the media and you know the bias and all these things that we've talked about, that all comes into play here. When you start criminalizing things, when you start, like you were saying, Dan, you go from sort of calling somebody a bigot to extending beyond that, all of that, it's like a snowball down a hill. If you're not careful with all of that and you don't keep that in check, this is where you end up. It crosses over from just rhetoric and opinion into law. And that is a very terrifying thing and a very slippery slope. Yeah, 100% agree, Billy. I mean, and we are, we are doing... You know, when you look at this criminal case here over something so, I mean, relatively, like from the from a cultural view, trivial, right? Free speech as that. Um, you think ah, that wouldn't happen here, but we are doing the things to soften the ground, as we talked about, right now that led them to that point, and so that's why it's so it's so uh, incumbent on us to protect the Constitution when we see it under attack, even if it's speech you don't agree with, especially when it's speech you don't agree with, you need to stand up and defend people's rights to say that, uh, because if you don't, uh, you're gonna be the one that's silenced at the end of the day. Let's try to get in one more case, guys, that, that we had on the radar here before the break. What's another one we're looking at? Yeah, so we've got a politician out in Mexico. He's a former um, member of Congress there, and he has been fined. Um, and this is really interesting. He's been fined for misgendering, essentially, right? For misgendering a fellow politician, for basically saying it's a man who identifies as a woman. And because he tweeted that, and again, a lot of these are happening on X, you know, formerly Twitter and Facebook. A lot of these things are happening. He posted this on social media. He ends up getting fined. He appeals the fine. And the highest court of Mexico basically says, no, you need to pay the fine because you misgendered this person. And not only was this man fined, again, similar to Pavi Razanin, member, uh, former member of Congress, he was forced to essentially register as an abuse, like an abuser of women, essentially. I, I don't know the exact how it would translate over into you know our system, but he had to actually register as having done something egregious towards women as a result. And the court mandated that he apologize for a 30-day period on, with their language, that he posts an apology on social media as a result of this. So that's another bizarre case where you're watching the criminalization of language. 
You know, something I find fascinating, Billy, is whether it's the story about the, the Finnish politician or it's a story about this Mexican politician in both cases, but most certainly with the, the Pavi Rasanen, is all she's doing is sharing the word of God, right? She's just sharing a Bible verse. Uh, and then with this Mexican politician, all he's doing is sharing a factual statement. It's just a biological statement. Uh, these two things are just on their face flatly. One is just objective, you know, scientific truth, and the other is just sharing the words of Scripture, which have been around for thousands of years. Uh, it, it's like the, the gloves are off. I think governments and politicians and people on the left are willing to just go after uh, anybody for anything. It's not, that you're, it's not that you're sharing an opinion that could be offensive. You're literally just sharing a Bible verse, uh, and that's enough to get you, uh, to get you you in hot water to potentially get you in, into a, a jail cell. Uh, so yeah, I think we're in a we're in a new sphere of this debate. Certainly, we saw this happen in biblical times with Paul. So I'm not saying that this is new uh, behavior. Yeah. It's been happening for years. But I think in the 21st century, this is more aggressive than it's been in in my memory. Yeah, it sure makes you feel like the diversity inclusion uh, mantra that's being pushed around really is is just a cover for agree or else. Uh, when you when you look at how disagreements are handled, that views that don't fit into the popular narrative. So, all right, well, we're gonna take a break here on faith versus culture. We're, gonna, we're talking about global Christian persecution, where it's going, how it's uh, creeping into areas where you wouldn't expect it, particularly here at home. We'll have a couple more cases on that that we're gonna look into coming up next after the break. Superbook Bible app. It's packed with games, activities, and Superbook episodes that you can watch for free. Oh no! There's trivia, a fun daily devotional, and answers to your Bible questions. Plus, an easy to understand Bible the whole family will enjoy. You can even create your own Superbook character. Ta da! It's the new Superbook Bible app. Free downloads on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the work of your spirit, Lord God, with this movement of getting the Bible, yes. Lord, into public schools. Watch the prayer link. Tuesday morning at 730 on the CBN News Channel. Get Protect Your Sleep and discover how to improve the quality of your life. A free DVD or booklet from the Christian Broadcasting Network. If you're not a great sleeper, you can do things to make yourself a great sleeper. If you're already a pretty good sleeper, you can enhance your sleep and be even better. Five leading experts help remove the obstacles between you and restorative sleep. When you don't get a restful night's sleep, you wake up with an accumulation of stress. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to CBN.com to get your free DVD or booklet today. Everything you do, you do better with a good night's sleep. You'll discover how food affects your sleep, how to put insomnia to rest, explore effective remedies for sleep apnea, and much more in Protect Your Sleep. Wake up to your best life and get Protect Your Sleep today. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to CBN.com to get your free DVD or booklet. Come home to the Southern Gospel Station from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites. CBN Southern Gospel, 
Available now at CBNRadio.com. All right, we're back on this episode of Faith versus Culture, talking Christian persecution, both abroad and here at home. And don't forget, you can catch the three of us uh, every weekday morning at 7 a.m. on the Quick Start Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, so we talked about a couple of examples. There, there are lots of examples. We only have time to go through a couple here. We talked about one in Mexico, one in Finland. But there are others happening close to home. In particular, one of the more egregious ones was what happened to Damon Atkins, guys. This is a story we interviewed Damon uh, after this happened, and it was shocking video. And praise God it was on tape because I don't know that anyone would have believed him if it was not on tape. And it was at in Reading, Pennsylvania at a, at a pride rally there, which uh, they said was odd. It was people from out of town that came in. So they went over to, as Christians, just sort of... Uh, you know, hold signs and share God's word. And there's Damon there getting arrested. He was there not even a minute and shared a Bible verse after a brief interaction with this officer where he just said, hey, it's my First Amendment right to be here. And you do you, I'll do, I'll do me. And he started to share a Bible verse. The cop runs over and cuffs him. And then the rest just goes downhill from there. And um, so what happened was, Damon, the, they dropped the charges on this. I'm sure once the attorneys looked at this and said, what are you doing? And they threw it out. But again, um, this is that line that's starting to be crossed. You never would have saw an officer even remotely consider arresting a protester, regardless of what they're protesting, for that. You know, usually you'd have to get belligerent or something to justify an arrest. Just because you don't like that they're saying... This officer was out of line. The, the charges were dropped. But the fact that he even felt compelled to do this is concerning. Yeah, well, when you tell people words are violence over and over and over again, you say all these things, it starts to get into everybody's head, including the police. What's disturbing is that the police should know better than to do something like this. And, you know, it, over in the UK, again, not America, but but closest thing we have almost outside of Canada, yeah. you know, they're they're criminalizing people for praying in their in their minds outside of abortion clinics, right? For silently praying. So, but but there are other cases that we're watching here happen as well. There was another one, Marcus Schroeder, the 19-year-old out in Wisconsin who was arrested while protesting outside of a Pride in the Park event, a drag queen story hour event, basically. And um, you know, he was out there with a loudspeaker, and there's some discussion and debate about whether or not. You know, there was a law precluding him from using the loudspeaker on the sidewalk. We haven't been able to get clarification. We've asked the police for that and have not gotten a response. Um, but that's another case where you're saying, OK, we're arresting people for for peaceful. They may be loud, but for peaceful protest, this is seems a little un-American in some ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, cases like this remind me of another huge case that we covered extensively in 2020. We have a long interview with James Coates. He's a Canadian pastor uh, who was essentially he was put in, in jail uh, for more than a month uh, because he held church services during COVID, I think, and people were so willing and ready to just accept like, well, he wasn't obeying the government orders. So it makes sense that he would go, uh, that he would go to jail. And it just shows, I think, how easily we're willing, we were talking in the first segment, how easily we are, we're, we will give up rights if it gives us the illusion of safety, uh, or if it gives us the illusion of feeling comfortable in, in our situation. Uh, but also, I think it's a sign of the steady drum 
drumbeat of the media and our secular culture villainizing uh, those who believe in the Lord, right? Those who are Christian, because I think that's just what happens, right? We're, nobody is taking away our rights necessarily here in the United States at this point. There are obviously these instances, and we need to talk about them, but writ large, we still thankfully have a First Amendment. We still thankfully have our rights. And most of these cases, as they go to court, uh, usually the Christian prevails uh, and, and wins the, the case. But the fact that these arrests are happening to begin with uh, should be a huge concern because I think it shows that people are starting to believe uh, the, the otherization or the vilification uh, of Christians that we often hear in the media, that they are after you, that they want to restrict your rights. Rights, uh, that they're bigots, that they're trying to deny your access to whatever it is, whether it's some sort of sexual identity uh, or, or whatever. So I think the way that we talk about each other in the West has to change, because if that doesn't change, this erosion of our rights is going to continue. And as you said, Billy, uh, what we talk about in the media is eventually going to trickle down into the laws that we pass in our in our halls of Congress. Yeah, especially if you have turnover in the court and you have judges that maybe see things a little differently. So, all right, we are going to take a break on Faith versus Culture here. We're talking Christian persecution, both home and abroad. And we will do more of that on the other side of the break. This is Faith versus Culture. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com. It's about the competition. I kind of put that pressure on myself, and I think people had expectations. It's about overcoming. We use this phrase all the time, keep chopping, keep practicing hard. It's about going the distance. You know, I think as a father, it's my job, you know, to lead. Just be the best husband and father I can be. Watch Going the Distance with Sean Brown Saturday night at 7.30 on the CBN News Channel. Life, it's meant to be lived fully. Jesus said it, I came to give you life, life to the fullest, life in your family, life in your finances, life in your body, mind, and spirit, life in your everyday. At CBN.com, we're taking what Jesus said seriously. We're here to help you discover life. Life. Live it fully. CBN.com. All right, guys, we are talking Christian persecution. We have time just quickly here for some final thoughts. 
You know, I think we have to remember, and my appeal to everybody would be, this affects everyone, not just Christians. We're talking about Christian persecution, but if you're an atheist, whoever you are, whatever you believe, having the rights to believe it, we need to defend the First Amendment here in America um, at all costs. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, this whole conversation just reminds me of a passage from Scripture. Uh, Matthew 5, 10, it said, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Obviously, I'm grateful that we're not dealing with physical violent persecution in the United States at this point. Uh, but our brothers and sisters are, uh, and that could come to the West. Uh, so we need to be prayerful for those who are facing persecution and also vigilant about protecting our rights here in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was a coincidence, guys, that my final thoughts on this, I echo what y'all said, but I don't think it was a coincidence that when COVID hit and they were testing that, where can they control? If you notice, churches were the first targets in pretty much a lot of places around the country. It was, you could go to Walmart, but you couldn't go to church, and then Christians were tested on that when they did go. So something to file away for sure. All right, thanks you guys for your time today. We are going to have time to wrap it up on the other side of the break. This is Faith versus Culture. Too often, we carry baggage from our past. You know what it's like. It affects everything and everyone in our lives. It's always there, weighing us down and keeping us from achieving true happiness. But do you know God never meant for us to be trapped in the past? You can be free of your baggage. Learn how God's forgiveness leads to changed lives and new beginnings. Call the 700 Club. I'm Ephraim Graham, and this is Studio 5. Cruise with me as I discover the good things happening in the world of music, sports, television, and movies. The fact that Ryan Coogler was going to be directing the film, I knew that something special was going to happen. We'll chat with artists at the forefront of entertainment and explore the connection between popular culture and faith. I asked my pastor, I said, well, does that mean I'm supposed to be a preacher? He says, well, no, you already have a pulpit. Wednesday night at 8.30 on the CBN News Channel. Takun Olam. This is our nature as a country. To make the world a better place. Literally, we felt the earth shaking. The Christian Broadcasting Network presents To Life. How Israeli volunteers are changing the world. This film needs to be seen by everyone. I was in tears. Now you can own the inspiring documentary to life on DVD. There is blood on our hands if we know and we walk away. I'm so grateful that this film was made. To life can be yours for a gift of $10 or more. Call 1-800-700-7000 or log on to CBN.com. We know that every minute counts to save life. It'll uh, bless Israel, but it'll also bless all the friends of Israel. Discover the untold story of how Israeli volunteers are making the world a better place. Call 1-800-700-7000 or log on to CBN.com to get your copy today. something else you'll love. <laughs> it's the new Superbook Bible app. It's packed with games, activities, and Superbook episodes that you can watch for free. Oh, no! There's trivia, a fun daily devotional, and answers to your Bible questions. Plus, an easy-to-understand Bible the whole family will enjoy. You can even create your own Superbook character. Ta-da! Whoa! Falls, man. Come. Sorry, pardon 
me. Sorry. Excuse me. Ouch. Are you getting this? Earn super points to win daily prizes, too. And so much more. <sighs> Time to get back to my adventures. See you soon. It's the new Superbook Bible app. Free downloads on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. All right, that is all the time we have for this episode of Faith versus Culture. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. And as I said, you can check out uh, Bill A. Trey and myself every weekday morning at 7 a.m. We are going through the news of the day from a Christian perspective, and we'll have you out of there in between 15 and 30 minutes, usually about 20 minutes, 22 minutes. Perfect, perfect amount of time for your morning jog or commute or bike ride or whatever it is you do for 20 minutes in the morning. So I uh, hope you have a great week. God bless. We'll see you back here next time. Thank you.